Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to the March 21st, 2018 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Hong Kong is gearing up for its biggest art shows this month, but here at Hong Kong Stories, we're dedicated to the art of live storytelling. If you like what we do, please do take a moment to give us a review. Every review is appreciated. Tell your friends, too. We love having new listeners, and maybe someday they'll decide to join us and learn to tell their own great stories. Today, we'd like to give a shout out to podcast listeners in Brewster, Massachusetts, and Easton, Maryland in the USA, and also hello to listeners in Mexicali in Mexico and Dong in Vietnam. Our podcast family grows ever larger with each passing week. Today, our storytellers will be taking to the stage once again for the March live show with the theme, What's Cooking? If you like a good meal, head on down to the Fringe Club for a taste of our live storytelling. You can find more information and how to get a ticket for our live shows at hongkongstories.com. If you missed tonight's show, though, April's show is coming up. On the 18th of April, we'll have the theme, Face the Music. It should lead to some fairly interesting stories. If you want to learn to tell your best story, come and join us for a free storytelling workshop. Details can be found on the website at hongkongstories.com. You can also find past episodes of the podcast there. We can be found in so many ways. You can invite all your friends to listen. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. Today's story was told in our January 2018 show with the theme of Abandoned. We would like to introduce Suhas with his adventure that starts with a cliché. A few years back, I made that cliché decision that so many young professionals make these days. I decided to backpack across India for 10 months. I could tell you all kinds of stories about that trip. Sunlight bouncing off the Golden Temple at sunrise. Mountains changing their colors on the way to Ladakh near Kashmir. I saw all the usual stuff that you see on Instagram. Cows on the road. <laughs> Half-naked sadhus. Burning pyres. Auto rickshaw rides. The Taj Mahal. But I saw India in all its vastness, glory, and chaos. And it was... So tiring. <laughs> so, at the end of it all, I was on my way back. I was on a train from Ahmedabad to Bangalore, my hometown. Where if you throw a stone, it lands on a software engineer. <laughs> or a startup founder, because they're both stuck in traffic. <laughs> if you've been on a train in India, then you know what it's like. Families everywhere. Kids screaming, and the elderly always, always ask me to climb, climb up to the top berth because they can't climb up themselves. Die, die. And whenever the train stops, these men hop on with baskets in their hands, selling everything from biscuits to crisps, toys, pakoras, and chai or tea. 
and they always announce their presence in that nasal tone that I come to love so much. And one of these stops, I, I remember, I think it was Surat. I got off the train because I needed to stretch my legs. After being in an air-conditioned coach for so many hours, it felt so wonderful sitting on that bench. The sun was just smiling at me. It was a proper Indian summer. I got really comfortable. And then I heard a noise. It was something like this. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I couldn't process it. It all happened so fast. All I could do was look up, look behind me, raise my hand, and scream, Hey! You see, my train had just left the station <laughs> with my luggage in it. I thought about running behind it. I really did. But I, it was in the distance, and I stood no chance. All right. Quick. Size up the situation, I told myself. My phone battery was low. My dad was going to freak out. So I sent him a message on WhatsApp. Appa, please don't freak out. <laughs> my phone battery is low. My train just left without me. But it's okay. I'm going to tell my friends. They're going to pick up my luggage in Mumbai or wherever. Right? I have my phone and I have my wallet. Everything's fine. Please don't contact me. I'm going to turn my phone on airplane mode. Everything's going to be fine. My 65-year-old dad normally gets paranoid at the slightest of provocations. But once... Okay, was all that he replied. <laughs> I then asked myself, all right, so what was there in my backpack? I remember that it had my clothes and my toiletries, you know, all the usual stuff that you might need for a long journey. I remember that my backpack was stashed somewhere underneath, my, uh, underneath the lower berth, but on my seat in the top berth was my diary, and that was really the only thing that was important. Wasai Road ki train lelo, platform char, said the man at the ticketing counter. Take the train to Wasai Road on platform four. So I got onto the next train in the unreserved compartment. You see, in India, even our trains, they have coaches that belong to different castes. If you buy like a month and a half in advance, you can get, you can get a ticket on the air-conditioned coaches. But if you're not lucky, then you can buy a ticket at the train station itself on the spot for the unreserved compartment. And these are coaches that are noisy, dirty, smelly. People pick fights now and then, and everyone has to stand in line for many hours. But otherwise, they're actually pretty nice. <laughs> so I got onto the next train in the unreserved compartment. The situation was just so bizarre that I had to tell other people around me. But yeah, <laughs> my train, my saman ke saath gai. <laughs> my train that I was on originally left without me, and it has my luggage in it. I laugh, he laughs, and pretty soon everyone, everyone around me knows the situation. <laughs> and they help me. It's amazing. You see, these are people who live in far-off towns, and they take the train out and commute like an hour and a half both ways every day to get to the metropolitan capital cities. So they load up their phones that has a database of the entire Indian train system on it, and they argue, and they debate, and they discuss. No, don't take that train. That train is always late. But what about this train? Asks this old man. No, sir, you see my brother's friend's son's uncle takes that train, and that train is also always late. 
there's no point in taking it. If you actually take a train from this station to that station, and then if you get on to this station from that station, it's actually a lot shorter and faster. Trust me, I've done it before, God promise. I have no idea what is happening. <laughs> I smile, I nod, and I reply in my broken Hindi. You see, because I'm like a brown foreigner. I grew up outside of India, so they knew that I stood no chance. <laughs> so I talk with them, we sip chai, and we uh, discuss about you know, the travels of life. I show them photos of different places of India that they might not have visited. And pretty soon, by the end of it all, in my hand is a piece of paper with a list of train stations, time slots, and train numbers. Basically a map on how to get home. I turn off the airplane mode on my phone, and messages flood in. My friends are asking me, like, should they go to, go to the train station in Mumbai? Should they pick up my backpack you know, and wait for me there? I decide I'm going to see how far I can take this. I tell them to not bother. And I tell my friends on the train that I'm going to follow my train for as long as I can. They all get so excited. They smile, they laugh, and then they give me their phone numbers, and they ask me to update them. <laughs> I reach Mumbai at 9.30 PM. I'm behind my original train by like an hour and a half. I take a nap, and I sleep on the platform for a little while, alongside the hundreds of people sleeping as well, waiting for their respective trains on these paper-thin mats, because they can't afford a hotel. I reach Pune at like 1.45 AM in the morning, and I reach Hyderabad by around 9 or 9.30. I'm still behind by around two or three hours. And along the way, I have wonderful experiences. I feel the cool breeze of the night air as the train roars past the countryside. I met a man who works in the Andhra film industry, and he tells me a bit about the personalities of the famous characters that I might have seen in, on the big screen. I meet a young couple. I think the guy was doing engineering or something in Mumbai, while the girl was doing, studying IT in Pune, and he was taking the four-and-a-half-hour train just so that he could be with her for a while longer. I couldn't leave everything up to fate, so I told my friend in Bangalore that, hey, I think I might be a little late, so you might want to go into the train station and get my backpack for me. It was, a, it was the right call in the end because I missed my last train by several hours. <laughs> <laughs> so I reach Bangalore, I go to my friend's place, <laughs> I laugh, I get my backpack, and this is a Facebook group that we're both part of, and people are actually like check, coming in and going to the trains to check if my backpack is still there. <laughs> so it's become quite an event. And then I reach home and I collapse. I seem to have everything from my backpack, except for two things. The Chetan Bhagat novel that I was reading, and the diary that I was making, taking notes on. That's okay. I learned a few things that day. Firstly, I learned that I'm an idiot. <laughs> These kind of things don't normally happen to everyone else, and I should probably be more careful next time when I go on a train in India. But I also learned that, you know, there are all these invisible barriers all around us separating us from each other. You can call them caste, you can call it gender, class, whatever. And they will always be there. There's nothing we can do about it. But now and then, those barriers come down. And when they do, those moments are truly magical. Because that's when you truly feel like you're a part of humanity. And at the end of the day, yeah, people are always ready to help if you just open up. And that's how I managed to track a train 
all across the Indian subcontinent. Well, just about. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this story brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. We would also like to thank our unsung hero of this story, Jen, who curated and directed our January 2018 show. We appreciate all your work. The music for this podcast was created and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. If you want to know more about learning to tell great stories, remember to visit us on hongkongstories.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please do tell your friends. New stories are published every Wednesday. If you're not in Hong Kong, but you fancy hearing your story, you can send us a written version. The stories can be anything at all, as long as they're true, and they're short, and you are the main character. We promise to read them all, and our favorites may be read on future podcasts. Just use the Contact Us link on the webpage at hongkongstories.com. Everyone has a story to tell. <laughs>